appreciate it um i guess for everyone listening so for i of course i've known you my my whole life you know and the reason i thought this interview would be important would be because you've had a very like interesting story and journey to the path um and getting to where you're at right now so i think i thought it'd be terrific to kind of chat to you because for the most part there are not many like zimbabwe rugby players that are playing professionally in france in fact i can't really Maybe I've seen one Takuzi Mgwenya, but you're one of you're, you guys are in many ways blazing a new trail for a lot of Zimbabwean athletes. And I think with that platform, uh, it's terrific if you can kind of get the sense around how you got there, you know, and kind of show some elements of what the journey has been like. So I thought it would be good to have this conversation. Um, but before then, I can I'll just ask you, you know, um, how you've been and and um, and how what's been happening. Jimmy, thanks. Thanks so much for, for having me on. I know we we, we go a long way and mm. yeah, I mean ever since we're kids and stuff like that. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah for me to be chatting it's chatting to you today is sure. um is is a massive honor and it's as cool as usual. Like we, we, we have the greatest chats and yeah the yeah. greatest energy between um both of us. So yeah, it's it's cool. But yeah, it's just for myself. Um, I'm doing okay. I'm doing well. Mm. Uh, life, um, I would say, has taken a turn. For the better or for the I'm sure we'll get, it, we'll, we'll get into it. Um, but yeah, yeah, obviously the last, I would say, two years has been a bit tricky yes. for everyone. Yeah. For everyone. Yes, yes. But... Yeah, I also I also felt within that period, but then mm. yeah, I'd say like yeah, life's things are back on track. Um, you're never happy, you know. There's always something. There's always, there's always something, something that can be done, as, right? As but, soon as you, yeah. you you get that job that you wanted, then you're on to the next thing. There's a new mountain which, to climb. Life yeah, which is to. which is crazy about life. Like you just it's yes. and and that's something I'm as I've been getting older. It's mm. something I'm learning that just being present in the space yes. that you're in or whatever period of time you're yes. in, to be yes. more present in that time, you just, you move with more gratitude. You're just more grateful about everything yes. that's going on around you. So yeah, yes. being present is something I am learning, but it's very tough because like I said, and what, 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 what drew you to that realization? Um, you know what I'm saying? Like what was the thing where you said, yo, there's something that I'm not doing where I'm always looking for what's next. 
and before maybe working for what's next, maybe I should learn to be more present. So that, but that comes with like an experience, right? So yeah. what drew you to that realization? So it's actually quite funny. Um, I said it to, so I was, I've been working on some content yeah. with a guy called Kays and Kays is mm. like, he does rising stars and rising stars is like a movement where, well, it started off as a movement where um, Kays would make like um, highlights packages for guys. And then they would yes. use these highlights packages to get scholarships in the I've, States. Yes. Athletes, like, he works with really cool people. And then I, I approached him and I was just like, no, we, we need to do something together. Mm, mm. But when we were filming the content, I said to him, I was like, just in general, but I realized yeah. that more, I would say I realized it back to the point you said, I realized that more in COVID, we are mm. not in as much control as we actually think we are, we are. In, in this whole, <laughs> in, this, in this whole life. Like you, yeah. you think you've yeah. got the play sorted out. You think you're Tom Brady. You mm-hmm. think first first quarter pass completion. I'm throwing all these passes, yes. But then you are not in control because then life punches you in the mouth. Yeah, life punches you in the mouth. And you say, essentially, yeah. bro, like who who would have thought Bitcoin was going to drop? Who would have thought COVID was going to come? Yeah. Who, who, who would have yeah. thought? Who would have thought mm. those things? The recession, mm. 2008. Who would have thought inflation mm. would have happened? Like in in mm. Zim in 2008 and stuff like that. Like. Mm. Mm we're not in control of our lives. And I think mm. the quicker, the more you come to terms with it, I think sure. it will make life a little bit more easier. Mm. 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 In the sense that, you know, that things aren't forever. Things come and go. Yes. You win some, you lose some. That's like- So you have certain things, be present as best as yeah. you can. And enjoy, and enjoy it. it. Enjoy it whilst you're there. Like if you're winning in life, you enjoy it. Yeah, and then you when you're it. down, you, that's what it is for that. Wait, that's wait, what it is. Wait, you wait until you start winning again. Like, you start winning, yes. right? Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So, <laughs> so where are you right now? So where you, as we speak right now, where are you kind of based right now? And um, what, yeah, what club are you playing for? Just so we have a little bit more context okay. around So um, a bit more context. Yeah, I spent the last two years in the UK. And then now I'm in central France in, in, for a team, or playing for a team called Nevers in sure. the town of Nevers. The club's yeah. actually called uh, Usson, uh, Union Sportive du Nièvre, and mm-hmm. Nièvre is this region in, in France. So, like, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's cool to be, so it's my second time in France, obviously yes. having spent time in, in Est and, and Tob, and yeah, I have really good things to say about France. I think... It's been very good to you. It's been very yeah, it's been really good to you. I'm, for the I'm most so part, happy. Like sure. I, I even I even realized the other day I was on the phone with my mom and she's like, she's like, Fadi, you know what? Like when you're in France, I'm in so much, I'm out, I'm at peace because I just know you're so happy there and mm. um you you enjoy your time there and I was just like yeah mom you know what like now that you say it, the mm. UK. <laughs> <laughs> UK. But I think it's, no. but I think it's important because. You know, Zimbabweans like we always go to like there's certain handful of countries we always go to. Some is South Africa, some is England, and we don't even realize there's Edinburgh. actually there are other options in which. And I'm not saying we have to, but the, we can. Human beings can live anywhere in the world, right? We can expand. And, but bro. France, has, but France is also an option. Like, yeah, it doesn't like, have to be Anglophone countries. It's like yes. it's like it's like I always make a joke like with my mom. It's like when Zimbabweans go on holiday, <laughs> Dubai. States. 
insane. Yeah. No, 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 but like, but like, okay, in the last, like, if, if, you can always see the trend. Like, it used to be Joe Burn, mm-hmm. now it's strictly Cape Town. That's it. As soon as you say another country, like, guys, let's go to Spain. They're like, Spain, Kune Chigo. Kune Spain. Kune Spain. Don't you know what I get? It's a lot, actually. It's a lot, actually. There's a lot to do. Good. So yeah, no, I, feel, I feel like as a barbers, we can expand. We can expand. We can do things else. France, that's it. Yeah, France, all the right? Yeah, and, and I would say even for, mm. especially if you wanna, if you have a family, mm. France is France is a really good place to have like children mm. and mm. and the rest of it. So yeah, if, if anyone okay. out there is listening, if you wanna have kids, if you're having kids, and yeah, France is a nice place to have kids and France is a France is a cool place and build your family. Yeah, so yeah. Okay, maybe let's take it back. Um, look, I can maybe safely say for a lot of people, when you're born, you know, let's be like in Harare or what have you, France isn't always like a real, like, like a dream, if that makes it, like it's not always like a dream to say, oh, one day I'll be in France. Or I say that to say, it, you know what I'm saying? It, it kind of, it's kind of random. So, so I think the reason I want to take it back is to kind of get a sense as to, you know, where you're yeah. born and get the, a, a sense as to how you got from from Zim all the way to France, you know, and yeah. just so we have a little bit more color there. So yeah, so maybe you take it back and see, you know, where were you born, your family, where did you go to school, all of that good stuff. And I'll ask yeah. you questions as we go. Mm. Yeah, so I was born obviously in Harare, mm-hmm. in Zimbabwe, H-Town boy. H-Town. That's a moral by showing you, you know, the <laughs> City of the Restless. Yeah, City of the Restless. City of the Restless, yeah. City of the Restless, yeah. Harare. So, yeah. yeah, I was I was born in Harare, uh, 13th mm. of May. Weird enough, same. We were born on the same day. Three we years later. Day. Three years later. Which we share it. a birthday. We oh share a birthday, which is like, and, and we're cousins, <laughs> yeah. which is, yeah, it's, and how yeah. close we are. And it's exactly. Just, it's, just, it's just weird. And 10 day, obviously, our other cousin. Yes, 10 day, exactly. It's, other it's, cousin. A, yeah. it's crazy. It's crazy. Mm. So, yeah, um, obviously, I'm. I'm one of two boys, um, sure. and yeah, gr- growing up, like I was, I spent most like my time with my grandparents, uh, being mm-hmm. raised in their home, mm-hmm. with loads of my cousins, which is mm-hmm. quite weird because they're all they're all girls, so like oh, eight, eight, yes, eight of them, yeah, eight, yes. eight, eight is the number. So yeah, and then Hilton and I were the only. Only boys, essentially. Yes, and Hilton's yeah. your brother, right? And Hilton's yeah, and Hilton's brother. my brother. Hilton's my older brother. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yes. So yeah, and obviously you've you've been a part of the yes, of the course. picture. Yeah, going to school at Heritage, mm-hmm. on to St John's, and then yes, moving right. on where to. Did, so at Heritage, you so wait, you went to grade one at where at Heritage? Yeah, and I think I was at um, a preschool called Maranatha. Uh huh. I was at a preschool uh-huh. called Maranatha where I, my memories are vague. Yes. But then when I started becoming conscious and like uh, mm. t- taking note of things, like I would say yes. the journey started at Heritage. That's when okay. I can like remember. I have the fondest memories. And going yes. on from Heritage, I can trace back my life. And then, yeah, going, going forward. forward. And how many yeah. years did you spend there? Did you, did you spend two or three years there? Or was it? Yeah, I spent about two or three years. At Heritage, yeah, crazy mm. school. 
when they first started off. They came with, they came with punch in the nah, game. They came with that. Yo. My fond, uh, my fondest school memories, I would say, were those my four years there. Yeah, like it was just like wonderful. How how can a wonderful. brand new school be that good? It was wonderful. Great school, like yeah, it was at the time. It was, it was phenomenal. yeah, at the time it was phenomenal. Yeah. So like, yeah, I had good memory memories there, and then like there was sort of, as you know, like an exodus of yes, people just leaving mm-hmm. to go to st john's and then the girls obviously going to schools like chiswick where, where jane obviously ended up jane was my sister so yeah was snake, so that yeah you guys know okay and was that when you where did you first start playing sports in general was it at heritage or was it when you moved to st john's and what sports did you play okay so funny how i like say on the sports side like my sports mm-hmm. like my fondest memories of sport is playing in the back garden <laughs> at yeah. Merrick Park where which is my grandparents house where I grew up mm. uh in the back there would like play cricket and there was you used to remember there was like a massive yard and then there mm. was like a where we used to grow maize like Chibagi and there was yeah. like a field Chibagi at the back yeah and, yeah. I, and I remember like the fondest memories of like me bowling to Hilton and then him just yeah. smashing the ball as hard as he could and be like go fetch <laughs> that guy the most competitive person yeah. is so competitive so competitive your brother, like, your brother is so competitive like, and you and you would push ah you would push that's right go up like yes you would push you or you'd push yeah. you which, which 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 sort of okay in hindsight okay in hindsight it helped because when yes. i got when when i got to playing with my age mates and i always say this i was mm. like way above like i was just mm. the level was just because you're playing with your brother who was a very good athlete and you'd always yeah, push you to be a, and always push me stuff like i remember like holidays hilton would make me pass with him because obviously he was a scrum off the club so mm-hmm. he didn't work on his passing when i got to to start playing rugby like actual games i could pass on yes. both hands easy yes. without even blinking but then for and other guys by playing at home like guys come on you know what i mean i was like Without, without boasting, without boasting, it was just like, come on, I was like, come on. So your man. first sporting women's weren't even really at school, really. It was just like at yeah, home, yeah, playing just, at sport at home. Yeah. At sport at home, and I, it's so, so funny. Like we, I used to get my grandparents, and then mm. obviously they were old. So we mm. there was a one section of the house where like they could sit. So we'd like put chairs the out for them, like make the drinks for yeah. them. And yeah. then like would would be like bad like, no, you need to clap us on, you clap us on woman like woman like and they were so stressed. It was just like like these you know, grandkids. And Goodness and for them, like the only sports they sort of grew up um following were like football, netball, yes. your tennis, and yes. stuff like that. Then cricket and rugby, which Hilton and I mainly played, were yes. sort of new sports for them. And I guess for them they didn't have access to those it wasn't an available sports. opportunity right yeah it wasn't available because those sports mm. were played by white people essentially and mm. were only mm. closed off to to the white population so yeah mm. it, was, it was funny and I, I remember another another memory i have of is trying to teach my granddad how to play rugby and like Oh gosh! I don't know who it was. Just like, oh, oh ball placement to a, a yeah, yeah, 
uh, it's so funny. I was actually, I was actually speaking about that with my dad when uh-huh. you know, I was yeah. back home a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and we were, yes, we were, we were dying, we were dying. <laughs> just laughing. I was just saying, geez, I <laughs> we just said the story. I was like, oh, geez, I, I, I actually remember that. You thought, well, it's so cool because at least it wasn't in vain. I just sometimes these grandparents like these boys are going to drive me crazy, but now yeah, look, yeah. right. It actually what it, it, it paid it, it actually like wow it paid dividends. So <laughs> and, and, and I think and you know what's funny about that, like you say that, but then I think mm. okay, if I look at the way my parents set things up, mm. they I think they knew it was an avenue. I, I think they could tell, like from Yes. Because I if, if I look at this the support they gave us for sport. Yes. It almost outweighs like the support they gave us, even for like things like academics and like, yes, and like yes. Um, playing musical instruments, yes, and stuff like that. Like when it came to rugby tours, rents would always be there. Yes, they'd be like, nah, 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 rugby tour, rugby tour, we have to be there. Like, we have to. We, it's like almost as if yes. they knew that, like, nah, these boys can. This is the thing we have to invest in. Yeah, yes. we, we need to invest in. So. They invested heavily. Like I wouldn't say they, they were the parents to be shouting on the on the sidelines. No, they just watch. They'd be like, enjoy yourselves, and they would they would be there and make sure mm. we had the capacity and we were facilitated to yes. reach the levels we managed to reach. I think say more about that because I remember being at I went to gym with you once because there was a time we were gymming together a lot, yeah. and we were in the gym. And I think we we're just finished taking a shower, and there were a bunch of guys that were, I would say, our parents' generation. And the were 40s, 50s. You remember this day? Uh, you, you, <laughs> you remember this day? And then, and then, and then I think this guy's daughter, this guy's daughter was moving, I think we were going to Australia to play, I think, some sport. I forget what the sport was. And then the whole gym, they just start, to do what? Yeah. Just thinking like that was actually said as quote. Well. The norm, in fact, is for young Zimbabweans, like if you're to want to pursue a career in sport or anything that is not maybe or a, a sport, yeah, actually it's it's a pretty radical idea from that upper generation in many ways. Like it's not a common thing. So I think maybe speak more to like what it meant for your parents to almost invest in the way that they did, because it wasn't they aren't the norm and yeah, for the most normal. part like was most parents most parents, like they seem crazy in many ways to most people it wasn't, like, it wasn't normal are these, guys, so, are these parents serious do you know what i mean so maybe speak more to that and say how important they've been in that journey yeah they, they played a massive part because like i look back always had the best kit yeah always had the like always had the best boots mm. always had the best cricket equipment and um my parents were doing well at the time, but then mm. I wouldn't say my parents would make it rich. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they invested in the, they invested they invested in the sure that you had the best tools to yes. perform your like, craft at the highest level. And, and even on a, on a, on a, on a larger scale, I, I think when they started or well, when they had Hilton and then obviously I came to the picture um, mm-hmm. years later, I think the decision my parents made, they said, education mm-hmm. is a must we will yes. we're not going to build the fancy house now we're not mm-hmm. going to drive the bins now yes but these kids need to go to the best schools 
they need to less exposure. They, 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 I remember they, your they, said this word exposure. They used to love exposure. The word. That's the word they, they used. That the word they would use was exposure. They, exposure. Exposure. And it wasn't even about like it wasn't even about being an A student. It wasn't it wasn't about doing all of that. It was just the exposure. Mm. And when you put ex- exposure leads to expansion. Exposure exposure leads to expansion. <laughs> How so leads to expansion. Co-side. It's a, it's true though, because yeah, but but it's it's real though, Farah. Because you talk about earlier, your grandparents only knew soccer, maybe netball, you know, and that was the those were the avenues. Because how will you know if rugby or cricket is a real career athlete if you've never a career opportunity if you've never been exposed? If, if you've never known, yeah, exactly. And and this is this is this is I, I think the duty I have then, like as mm-hmm. a Zimbabwean athlete, I'm not only playing to earn a decent amount of money. Yes, I need to sort of. I'm representation basically of correct a life you can build for yourself. Yes, I. You're walking I'll possibility. You, yeah, I, walking shot some, possibility. I actually went to visit St John's Prep mm-hmm. uh, when I was back mm-hmm. home, mm-hmm. and um, I went to go speak to the kids, and these guys were in grade seven, some of them in grade five. I was speaking to them. But like I, you, you know, you look around at kids, you're like, ah, they're not even like listening. They're not even. Aren't clocking this? But, yes. But they're sponges. They're listening to everything. That's yes. Yes. With the questions they asked me afterwards. What what kind of questions were like, they asking? I was even shook because I was like, were you guys even listening? Like mm, they look mm, at me. Mm. Like, oh, so, so they're like, so sorry, sir. Can you tell me if I if I wanted to play professional rugby, mm. can I can I like 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 logical questions are like, can I build a life for myself and send my kid to yes. school? Could yes. you ask me questions like that? And I was like, yeah, you can. Yeah, well, <laughs> kids that young who are 10 yeah. years old are thinking, 10 years old. I, I know the question I need to ask myself is, can I make a living off this thing? Can I make a living off this thing? They're asking me those questions. And mm. the feedback that I got from uh, Mr. Mundire mm. and Weli, who's the, the coach at, at John's Prep, they were like, we need to do that again. But like, assembly, because these guys were phoning their parents, telling them, oh, we had wow. Farai was... I'm getting goosebumps. I'm getting goosebumps. Yeah, I'm getting goosebumps. They, had, they had Farai, who's this professional rugby player. Um, he came to speak to us today. He gave us a rugby jersey. He was he was, he was was sat here a couple of years ago. Mr. Mbundire yes. was his coach. If Mr. Mbundire yes. was his coach, then I can also... I'm, yeah, exactly. I can, like, do, I can also yes. do the same thing. So yes. I, have, I have a huge role to play in that sense, like representation... Yes is crazy that's that's why you you see like for example like one of my heroes anthony jo- mm-hmm. joshua yes anthony joshua has made it possible that a black boy from yes. south london sat in his room can say it to himself i can be the next aj like if aj yes. can do it we came from exactly the same ends ages from yes. Watford, but like he came yes. all the guys in Watford could be like i can do i can do this for sure for sure, he walked. He walked. Farai walked the same hallways as I did here at St. So John's. Same hallways. Mr. was his coach. He played for them under twenty and play. Like there should be no reason why I can't do it as well. And I think this is why. This is why exactly why I wanted to to have this conversation or like even have this yeah. platform, if that, if I can call it that, is to say to shine light on people like you on your journey, not and not only for like kids, but then also for parents yeah. as well. Because it is both kids. Kids can believe, right? But what you're kind of saying in terms of the support your parents gave, if there's no support from the parent side, 
sometimes dreams can get stifled in their infancy and we're, yeah. we're at seed stage. Yeah. So if we can have conversations around possibilities and what the root looks like, kids can believe, parents can believe, and then almost like what possibilities can there then be for, for any athlete or any person who wants to achieve anything, any Zimbabwean person wants to achieve anything. You know what I'm saying? The representation is massive. Yeah. Like I'll give you like another example. So I went mm-hmm. to Cornwallis, right, in, in South Africa. That's yeah. where they like, after St. John's, that's that's where I was mm-hmm. in school. And that was like mm-hmm. the main feeder school to my class. Mm-hmm. And obviously we found that out when you and Hilton had started at my class, then, you yes. know, we found out that Cornwallis was like the main feeder. So that's, mm-hmm. that's where I ended up going. And mm-hmm. I did a talk I did a talk in Zim. So Cordwallis mm-hmm. came to Zim to do like an expo. And yeah. I gave a speech um, as like to the parents. And an old boy. Well, old boy. Yeah, as an, as an old boy. Strict old boy. <laughs> and then I was just basically giving them juice on um, what Cordwallis was like, what it's like moving as a boarder. Because obviously I moved to a different country boarding school at the age of 10, which is crazy yeah it's crazy i don't know how i did it like even for my okay i understand now when my parents were crying the day they left me like i understand now that like, i would never you I could 10 years old 10 year old 10. like it must have we'll been a step, our child for bold, sure. bold step from them and bold step mm. for from for myself but i gave us a, a speech mm. at this Cornwallis expo that year mm. five guys enrolled to Cornwallis. really yeah for me that for was me, that was the, that was the that yeah. was like, oh gosh yeah oh, gosh. And for me the thing is i i just did that speech like oh, i don't know i'd probably come from a night out or whatever and then the next yeah. day I was, <laughs> I was like, I was like oh, fine I, i'll do it I, i'll do it i was whatever. like oh i need to go to this Cornwallis thing that, you know, yes. but okay now that i look back five people rolled to the school that, that year man and, then they, and that's true and that's through your story and the power of that right yeah. that's and just that's like entry experience yeah. and that's just a sign of representation like if you can show people it can be done or it has been done then mm. people will follow suit like it's just people follow suit. That's simple huge yeah. dude phenomenal okay so on that point right i think we we touched on of course how you were at st john's and then we went to you went from heritage to st john's right we, yeah and at st john's you were, you were there for a very brief period a year almost a year or two yeah yeah, yeah i think it was Year and, year, and two. Two. year and a half. I say two. Year and a half, really. Year and a half, right? No, no, I didn't so, go at the beginning. You kind of came in. Of the year. I just sort of came in like second term, like boom, 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 boom. Yeah. yeah. And the, the thing I wanted to maybe touch on is we spoke about how rag, you know, the, what what rugby was like there for you and kind of the coaches that you had, but then you had a, almost an interesting transition which you just touched on earlier, which was to go from Zim from Heritage to St John's to go to South Africa at ten from yeah. you know at 10 years old how did that come about and what and how did that kind of yeah how did that even come about and what impact did that have on you um as a, as a young man or young boy if i can call it that this decision my parents have made for me best sure. no no well, they, i wouldn't say they made the decision i also had a part to play i also had to say yes because yes, essentially yes. they came to ask me <clears throat> so if we if we scale back mm. 2008 Zimbabwe, the pits was peak. Do we? No one could tell me anything. No one could tell me. Yeah, I was no, sure. it's I history. Sure, bro, I was there. I was there. I was there. I was you were there. there, right? I was there. Was bro. It, like, it, yeah. Come, coming to think of it, I was like, guys, how, how can we accept this? How, this is not life. It was well, how crazy. did we get through it? How did we get through it? It was mad. Parents it were driving. 
in South Africa to get food. Yes. So we had food. Buy groceries. Buy groceries. groceries. So, so we had food. Like there was no yeah. food in the shops. I remember, like, it got to the point where, like, my parents would travel. I would be alone at home mm. with, like, someone obviously to take care of me. Mm. Or I'd go to my aunt's house. And, yeah, they, they, my parents were just like, nah, like, there's no way we can, he can live like this. He's a, he's a child. And yes, I think the best thing for him would be to go to boarding school. So in the most stable environment. environment. In yeah, and, stable and, environment. I, and I think for them, it, it was sort of, it was sort of hard for them, I guess, at the time, because they were sort of like, oh, we're, we're doing this to our child, like, type thing, mm. if you know what I mean. Mm. So they sat me down and they were like, you know, Ferry, this is a situation, you can see, and with your own eyes, hard cuts, there's nothing yeah. in the shops. What do you think about the there's what do you think about going? Like, yeah. So mm. yeah, fine. I'll go to boarding school, but then um, I, I, I want to go to South Africa. Like sure. if it's going to be boarding school, I'm going to go to South Africa. I'm staying to now. Mm. Because across the country, it's just it's a lot. Yes, right it's now. just it's, it's yeah. a lot. And you guys were already there. Yes. As in Hilton uh, and yourself, do you guys had started with Michael? So I was like, yes. yeah, I'm I'm also trying to do the same thing. Then obviously my class was in a high school, so then um, you know, called, then called schools like Cordwallis came up, Clifton, and Cordwallis, which is what like a prep a prep school in South yeah, Africa. Yeah, it's a prep prep school in South Africa was actually built by my class's a couple of my class boys. Yes. Well, actually, no. James Cameron Todd had things. Yeah, yeah. He had, he had something to do with right with with right. the building of Cordwallis because obviously they wanted. James Cameron Todd, who's the founder of Mike Mike Yeah, who's the founder of Mike Okay, sure. Yeah, so almost like a St. John's, St. John's, like a, a Peterhouse Rizawi situation. Rizawi situation, like yeah. Where Peterhouse you, Rizawi. Where you're yes. feeding boys to uh, schools, to, um, to the main right. school, yeah. But obviously, Cordwallis. Or Springville, um, Peterhouse, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Okay. Cordwallis, you have guys that go to other schools, your Marysville Colleges, your Hilton mm. Colleges, your St. Charles's, just because Cordwallis happens to be in a place where there's an abundance of great high schools yes top yes top-notch high schools great, great high world schools. worldwide world class worldwide yeah. world-class yeah. schools Kersney also Kersney, yeah, yeah. so yeah so great schools in that yeah, area KZN. so yeah. yeah in KZN so you know yeah without too much stress yeah I was just like yeah I've heard a boarding school but it has to be in South Africa then like yeah, it was that tough because you have some parents like who like I've, I was listening to an interview on Sebastian Negri, who's yeah. a you know Italian rugby. Well, he's from Zim, from from yeah, Macheke actually. Yeah, yeah, good good guy, also good guy. You know him well, yes, yes. Yeah. So yeah, so he's from Zim as well. But he, I remember him speaking about. I was watching. I listened to a podcast with Richard, a guy called Richard Moko, who we know, yeah. and he was doing an interview with Sebastian Negri, and he talked about how tough it was to go from Springville to South Africa and how they just did not like it. Like, oh, it was, it was really difficult. And I say that to say, but look, but not everyone's experience is the same. Eventually, of course, they, you know, got used to it. And then there were great successes at Springville and Hilton College afterwards. Yeah. But I say that to say, what was your experience like? Because you might have some parents who are listening now and might say, ah, you know, I've been thinking about this. 
this idea of sending my child to boarding school, not even South Africa, but anywhere else beyond, yeah. or even in, in, in Zim, right? Like you could have a parent who's has a child at Highlands mm. in Harare who wants to send their child to Falcon or, or any boarding school for that matter. Yeah. What is that experience like for you at that particular age? And do you think, would you think it would be, a, is it a worthwhile um, yeah. thing? Well, I, I just think I'm, what I'll say, I think I'm just, I'm just a different breed. And <laughs> for me, I just, I do, I do, and I think you just know the type of person I am. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just take it in my stride. And you just roll with it. You just yeah, roll just roll with it. it. Sort of don't have to overhype myself out of the You don't situation. think too much about it. You just say, well. You don't think too much about it. Like, so that's how simple it was for my parents. <clears throat> when, and for myself, essentially, mm-hmm. when we made the, the decision, mm-hmm. we just said, yeah let's let's do it and, and if anyone was probably good at the boarding school out of it was you I mean, oh, you are you're probably better you're probably better than your brother i'll tell you that like <laughs> you're better at boarding 100%, school 100 100 <laughs> like i i remember when, when you, <laughs> <laughs> when you said that i was like i just you know when you when you're young you just sort of listen to what your parents are saying Yes. And I just remember the single having a hard time. <laughs> just stay there. Just stay there. <laughs> what do you like, mean? Oh. There's no food here, bro. <laughs> just stay there. Don't be mad. I remember coming back. I remember them coming back. And I was just like, this guy's serious. Like, we're in the, trench. we're in the trenches here, bro. <laughs> Inflation is going crazy. Yeah, it's going crazy. Like, you want to come back? Are you, are you sure? Yeah, are yeah. you sure, bro? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I would say, like, to, any advice to anyone is just you know you don't have to think too much about it like what will be will be like and it's not for everyone that's the thing like fully, you always like fully, try fully people always like try like fit each put each other in boxes and nah it's not for yes. everyone like for me i was built for that situation obviously for sure it does come a level of compromise essentially because i know mm. my brother is a guy he likes being close to home and mm. that's that's true he has even if you look, yeah. if yeah. you look at, I look at him. I always think like, when he's in Zim, that's when he's his best. That's when South Africa. Best, that's when he. That's when he's yeah. himself happy. There. When he's come to the UK, obviously at a hard time, he's gone mm. to away from home. South Africa became his home essentially. So, mm. um, it's not that. But yeah, so it's not for everyone. But for for me, my experience was great in the sense that I think I was just built for it. I, I remember the first day I arrived. At Cordwallis at Peter Marisburg, and all new boys there. Yes. Um, came there with my trunk and all my stuff, and then we flew down. Uh, my dad, my mom, and I, and then we we went to the school. Then they they did my bed for me, and yeah, so on and yeah, so yeah. forth. And then yes. there was a guy we both know very well, Ray Rem Kulusi. Rem Rem Kulusi. Kululim yeah. Kulusi. Ray. Kululim the guy. Yeah, the boy. Yeah, the boy. Yeah, he was in grade seven uh, at the time and just like was sort of like my mentor um yeah in in my time there called wallace um before he left and he sort of took me under his wings and ah, he used to use speaking to my parents like this is a great he was school. phenomenal he was phenomenal yeah. for you he's like he this is a great school he's gonna take he's gonna be gonna take care of him and mm-hmm. and so on and so forth and obviously ray went on to my class and great guy Phenomenal. phenomenal you know he's on the board of governors of the school now you know that. yeah like he's crazy he's, wave 
He's the youngest. He's like the youngest. The youngest. Yeah. The youngest Crazy. ever, I think. But I think that's what you want. What right? you want, guys like that who are nurturing. Yeah, nurturing. He was yeah. a phenomenal. He was phenomenally nurturing, especially like for someone like you coming from Zim. Yeah. And he really took you under his wing and and kind of took he care took of you throughout. And then obviously built other relationships with guys like uh, Mike Mbalas, Snesh Lembe. These guys were all older than me. Then yes. in my own year, guys like Inzuzo, Zamini, who went to Ramsburg College. And then came yeah. to my class at the end. We're like, this is like, you should have just come at the beginning, bro. Like, <laughs> was like, was that necessary? <laughs> was that necessary? So yeah, he, he ended up joining, which uh, good, good, good yeah. guy. Like, but okay, but yeah, it was it was just a phenomenal time. It was a great, it was a great experience. It was a great experience for yeah. you, for you, for, for for myself. And I think sport is a big part of my life. So if I touch mm-hmm. on sports experiences from Cordwallis. Um, and it's something, it's a trend that has always happened mm. sort of till now. And it's something that I've, I've, I've always, how can I say this? It's like, you know, when you've been in a situation in your life and then mm. you can, you always have a reference point and you're like, okay, right. this is what's happening. This yes. is what's happening. And, and for me, that is what works for me in sport yes and for and which other would would it's something that other athletes must build into okay. themselves like yes. if you have a reference point and you say okay i've been in this situation before mm. then you should be able to pull your your way out of it mm. and i can mm. sort of relate that to scrumming yes. i can relate that to a ball carry yes and i can take that even into my life yes and in certain situations, I'm like, yeah, this is the reference point. But touching on this, touching yes. on this specific ref- reference point, yes. when I got to, so at St. John's, my rugby was was booming. I was playing centre at the time, which is yes. which is quite strange. And inside centre, yeah, inside centre, <laughs> it was just mad. But like, I was just, I was just a battering ram. To be fair, I was yeah. Fashion, fashion. But which, and what was also cool is like I could, I could, I could throw the ball. Pass, you got good hands. It was, it worked out so well. We had a phenomenal mm. team, by the way, and mm. our Colts team, at St John's, is still Mr. Mbundu's favorite team to this day. Like even when he, even even when I spoke to him about, he was like, Boshi, Mudariki, Mudas, Mudas. Like you can see, like he's chattering, chattering. like you can see, like. The passion, the like, passion. Like, like, yeah. he, he goes mad, like he goes mad. He still posts like um this photo of us. He still posts it on, on his like Facebook. It always comes up on his Facebook um mm. once a year and then everyone comments and like, yeah, best team mm. ever, whatever. But <laughs> I, I digress. It's one of my yes. reference points. So there was this it was sort of weird when I got to Hood Wallace and I remember this was for Cricket trials. So yeah. the first in the in the and then there was always I'll, I'll touch on rugby. There was this always this thing like because I came from Zim, I was mm. an underdog, and it happens. Mm. It happens in in in, every, in anything in, every, in business in everything, everything. everything. We have to over-index to be like now. Nah, yeah. I have to. <laughs> have like to I, always have have to I always have to like for sure. I always have to show you like if you know yes. what I mean, like what I'm about. Yes. Yes. So I remember first day. Oh, first day of sport, like, you know, you do your cricket trials or whatever, water polo, you choose your sport. So we go down to mm. the cricket nets. 
Mm. And he was like, oh, the Zimbabwean guy, can he even play? You know, they're like, wow, like, okay. And I can like even, even, even feel oh, this yeah. coming from the coaches too. And I'm just like, and like, I was a bit wow. chubby. I was a bit chubby too. So they're like, oh, mm. okay. So whatever. Mm. Lace up, put my batting things on. And then when I walk up to the thing, usually everyone expects a right hand. Mm. That's right. I came through. Switch side and then lefty. I'm on my I'm back. Lefty. The whole thing. Yes. Okay. I just I see the looks on there like what? <laughs> okay. And you and, and bear in mind this is before you've been playing cricket your whole life. My like, whole time. So, so you're just nice, kept, yeah. You can fight. I was like, oh, let's come. I was like, it's calm, let's come. You guys will see. Mm. Okay. Have the sickest net session ever. Mm. Now all mm. of all of a sudden, I'm, I'm the best thing since I spread. Top of it. Since I spread. Wow, like Bob and Boy. Open, oh, opening batsman. What, what, what? Yeah. This and that. Yeah. Everything. Yes. And then, a couple terms later, mm. comes to rugby. Mm. And then, they're like, oh, what position do you play? I was like, yeah, well, I played inside. I played inside centre. Then everyone mm. just laughed. They're like, ah. Oh. Mm. Here we go. This yeah, yeah, in what maybe in maybe in Zimbabwe, buddy, but not. Yeah, yeah maybe yeah, I'm not, not yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we we do the trials, and then yeah. first first touch of the ball. Still remember, like ran over two guys, boom, step, boom. stepped a couple guys, hand off, mm. try. Mm. Mm. Again, reference point. So I'm just like, okay. You can you can say I'm you can think I'm this, but I'll show mm. you. And that's something that has been so those memories so, back then from grade school, yeah, even I, now in your life now, you're like, nah, I've been here before. And this, it's, this so, has so, to so, be before. And, and it's and it's that easy. It's that easy. It's mm. just like it's like turning on a switch. So I, I can I can I can put myself in that situation. when I'm in that situation, I'm like, okay, we've been here before. Mm. If if we've done it before. We can, we can do it again. You know, if you know what I mean, it's like, yes. it's literally, yes. it literally happens that way every single time. So now when I've rocked up to trials for KZN, you know, quota system and yeah, everyone mm. wants to say, everyone wants to say, so, you know, the, you basically, you dealt a, a tough, a, sh- a shit deck, basically. Before, 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 before even arrived. Before even no one doesn't yeah. even know who you are, where you come from, this, mm. this and that. You just had Zimbabwean guy, but then you're like, okay. Mm. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and do this is how we put yeah literally every single time and how it happens all the time whether it's in france whether it's in france england it's happened every single time and mm. that's all i relate to reference points mm. i actually been doing some some meditation i've been bad now since yeah. since I, I was just just come back from holiday yeah. But um and I'm sort of in between houses, I haven't moved into my actual apartment yet. I'm just mm. sort of in a in a spare one now and I'm yeah, I'm not yeah. I'm not settled yet. But um when I was doing my meditation, best experience ever. Like mm. one of the best experiences, like and I would highly recommend mm. to people to meditate. Um, mm. especially if you've got mental health issues and mm. and you're going through stuff. Mm. Uh, meditation's a must. And it, in the one like sports package I was doing, so I used this app called Headspace. Yes. And um, I did that. It was in the athlete section. I can't remember what program it was, but it's got mm. different programs, so like performance, 
if you're mm. coming out of injury and stuff like that. But I can't remember which one I chose. And then it was literally speaking about it, it was like reference points, like try remember a time where you were happy and this and this was going on. And then you sort of try bring that moment to life. Mm. But in your actual mm. life, it you, for example, you can do it through gratitude. And yes. you think about like right now, like you've got a roof over your head, you've got this, this, yes. and that. So then you can trace, you can sort of bring that moment Draw to life. those experiences to the front. Then those experiences together and bring it to life. So that, that's literally with reference points. Um, that's what that's literally, use as a tool. That's what I use as a tool to sort of help me rise to an occasion or yes. whether it be like a final or or something like that. And and to me, I trust it has brought me through and has done big things for me. That's phenomenal. I think there is, I'm going to come back to Michael House. I will come back to what that experience was like. But, but once yeah. on the, whilst we're on this point of mental health, right? I know maybe you can maybe touch on the experience. I, I know you personally, so we've had this conversation. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's a time I know you had left France or rather your first club at France was a class called a club called Cast Olympique, which was literally yeah. won the championship the year before and you were kind of in the academy there. Yeah. And you went to another club called Tab, and that was a, a Tab, which is like a, a third tier club, if, I, if I'm yeah. correct, at the time. Yeah. And I know mental health became like a very important subject in your particular life there. So maybe touch about like what that experience was like and why things like meditation became such an important tool in which you kind of use in your in your life right now. So it's quite strange, Jimmy, and, and if I trace it, it's funny how like how much you pick up when even just like having a conversation like this, because uh, literally when I knew what you were going to touch on and I sort of mm. like started preparing myself in my head to, as to what I'm mm gonna gonna say because I, I always do that it's just mm. it's weird mm. <laughs> but um if i trace back to the height of the issues that i had at the time mm. it, actually start, it actually what, what started it actually started it actually started when i was a cast right and what were the issues at when i cast what were the issues and my okay in my last season at cast i remember just being so stressed the whole time mm. i was on edge the whole time i don't know how i was living mm. life to me I, I i i honestly don't know how i was even functioning you had that stressed and what was driving the stress so if i skip about so i did i did the pre-season with the with mm. the professional team at cast um and that went really well then halfway through that i tore my hamstring and mm. The tear was just ridiculous. It was like five centimeters, which mm. was massive for hamstring tear. Like it's just, and I'm a tight, mm. I'm a tight head prop. Like mm. I'm not shifting gears. Yeah. But this happened during like a, it was like a sprint test. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, like literally the problem started there, and I just remember trying to get back, um, so I could play and then earn a contract, and so I could yes. secure my future. And play first team rugby, right? Play, and play, play first team rugby, years. essentially. Yeah. So that didn't happen. So I ended up being injured for the whole six months because I just kept tearing my hamstring, kept tearing my hamstring. Mm. And you know what's so funny? Mm. Reference points. It happened at mm. Worcester too. And I'll touch. I'll touch. I'll touch on. Yeah, we'll after. touch on that afterwards. Sure. Reference. Reference. Yes. Reference points. Yes. So, literally, 
it then just became a thing now that I would try get back as quick as possible. Oh. But then, if you're not mentally, if you're not mentally ready to come back from injury, then there's no the point. Like, but it's not because your body will, will give up. Like your body will just mm. give. Mm. So I would, I would, I would rehab, get better, tear my hamstring again. Rehab, get better, tear my hamstring again. And that happened for a better part part of six months. Triggering. Goodness me, it's depressing. And everyone else is moving forward. Everyone else is contracts, moving forward. Like, getting contracts. Getting contracts. Getting like, mm. you're, you're already, like, you're on who's, like, one of my best mates here in France. And um, he plays for, he plays for, uh, he, he's played for wrestling now. Wrestling. He plays for wrestling. Sure. He's done really well for himself. And I, I remember mm. at the time he had signed with Ajahn. Mm-hmm. And he had secured his future at Ajahn. He was going to play there. You know, he had a great contract. I'm just, Jeez, Batiste was who's at cast right now, one of the co-captains mm. and like future of the club. He's he's still mm. I mean, he's like three years younger than me and he's racked up so much game time in the last couple mm. of years. Like mm. he'll play hundred games for cast easy. He just re-signed franchise, now for franchise boy. Franchise yeah, franchise fra- 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 franchise tag. Bron sure. Bron. The Bron Bron, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Okay, cool. So, so, so basically, you're saying it's it's peak stress at this stage. It's six months. Yes, it, 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 yeah, like back. I said, yeah. if, your, if your mind's not correct, it's not gonna work. It's yeah. Just won't happen. Mm. So, so yeah, everyone else, yeah, everyone else is progressing. Then I remember the holiday. So I, the holiday came. December came. Literally, I mean, I haven't played rugby since July. December, we just same things happening. Then I went to I went to South Africa for Christmas. Mm. Uh, with the family, mm. like Gogo, my grandparent, my grandmother, she came down from mm. the UK, Auntie Martha, mm. um, everyone, they came down and then we all met up in Durban. Mm. And I remember just being so relaxed and like chill. You know, I was like, oh, I haven't oh, felt this way in a long time. I haven't felt this way in such a long time. And I was like, this is the turn of good things. I was like, this is, this is where, this is where it shifts. And, I, and you yes. can feel it. Yes. Mentally, you're like, yeah, mentally, I'm going to get better. I'm gonna be yeah. good. I'm gonna go. Came back. Do you mean came back? To, flew back to France. Played the best rugby I played. When I when I think about like a period of time where like I can say I've been a dope player mm-hmm. for a long period of time was that season. Yes. Like, and the team was doing well at the same time, so it was like the perfect wave to and, jump and, on. And so, so you're saying being with your family back in Africa. And yeah. your close friendships that was like and getting your mind right in, in that getting my mind right and also i got to yes. like even in durban i got to see like all my best friends again after such mm. a long time since i moved to france mm. i don't think i'd seen them so that was mm. that was cool too and it mm. sort of just like gave me a turn mm. Mm. and what i forgot to mention during the injury period i was having panic attacks but i didn't know what it was so what, so what, so describe panic attacks and what, geez, that's so. If like I've never had a heart attack before. Yes. And I thought I would just, that's, that's, that's how I describe it. It's like, it's like the first thing I feel is like I'm having a heart attack. You'd just be there. You're minding your own business. Yeah. You're washing washing dishes, dishes. Like, have you been. yeah. Like, like I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the first panic attack I ever had. I was, I just come back from training from rehab just so stressed about life, like, just like having that sleep. I didn't sleep that for the, for the whole six months, July to say my negative sleep, just mm. stressing. But how my, 
going to get another contract like is this where my life ends or is this where you know come to France I'm not even on that much money anyway mm. I'm not French qualified rugby player so mm. the chances of a team picking me up like this is just mm. it's not going to happen I'm washing mm. the dishes doing it and then I can hear my heart beat what but it, I can hear my heart beat but like in my head wow like I want earphones go go Yeah, you can just I've hear it. I got earphones on, but I can hear my heartbeat. Through your music, you're like, I can feel my heartbeat right now. No, yeah, like, no, literally, like, I don't have earphones on, but it's like as if I have earphones on. But okay. I can, I've got the beats by Dre's on, and I can just hear my heartbeat. Like. And you're like, this is what I'm about to die. I'm yeah, I'm like, I'm about, I'm about to die. I'm about to have a heart attack. So literally, bro. And what would you do? In, what would you do in those moments? Like, what would you? So the first, the first. So I'll tell you, the first time it happened, I'm literally like in my room. I, I remember rushing to. I didn't have a car at the time, and not mm. a lot of guys have cars. So then there was a, a teammate of mine called uh, Nico Gabriel. Mm. Nico Gabi, we used to call him. He's from he's from Toulon, mm. and yeah, we we were good mates, and you know he had a car because he lived in an apartment. Yeah, I gave him a call, I'm like Nico, and I'm and I remember speaking in French, I'm like I don't know, translate Nico, still play, um, je suis pas bien, I'm not feeling well, je suis pas bien, tu tu peux venir me chercher, can you mm. please come and fetch me, mm. um, and I'm like I'm in tears, bro, like, I'm literally crying, I'm in tears, I'm like tu peux tu, tu tu peux venir me chercher, je suis pas bien, mon cœur, mon cœur, uh, ma heart, ça tape trop, ça tape trop trop vite et je suis pas bien je je, je pense que je vais tomber là je, je pense que je vais mourir I think mm. I'm gonna pass out I think I'm gonna die mm. so then he rushes down and I still remember him, I can hear his car downstairs driving and he's hooting like hooting hooting and then I get downstairs and then Johan was in the happened to be in the car because they'd gone to, to to eat or something and they were like Sava bro uh, are you doing like So um, kiss kiss pass like what's happening? Yeah, no, like guys, I don't know what what it is. My heart, my heart is not feeling. I'm not feeling well. Please take me to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And I'm literally there. They can see me. I've gone pale. What, bro? They can see me down. Like I've gone pale. Then I'm like just sat in the car. Like my head shaking. Like I just, I'm so disoriented. Like when I when I got into the car, I'm so disoriented. Like, I even forget that I'm in the car, and I'm just, and then my body just went like cold, like I'm feeling cold now. So eventually they gave me a hospital, and then they put the ECG on. But then by the time they started putting the ECG on and stuff like that, like I've calmed down, and I'm relaxed. And then uh, they told these guys to go, in and then they would uh, get them to come. They would get. Them to come fetch me, we'll give them a call. And then, whilst all this is happening, I'm texting my mom. Mm-hmm. So imagine what's going through it. She's like, "My son's in France. Like, like, my son's in France. I can't even fly on the plane to get there." And he's gonna die. He's gonna die. So yeah, yeah. that was the first. And then they obviously did the, the heart checks, whatever. Yes. And then they gave me uh, an overnight ECG. So they mm-hmm. literally, like if you, if you, if you, like if you come across someone who has um, heart issues or heart problems, 
they will tell you that every once in a while they get this 24-hour monitor, put on them, so they can see. And bro, it's actually weird. I've got, I've got, I've got the photo on my phone. I've got the, uh, uh, you kept it to be like that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that, that was my first one. And Wait, then, let's pause there. Wait, hang on. Ooh, yeah, it's crazy, bro. Wow. That's, wow. But, but, and you know what I thought about? The worst thing, I didn't know. I didn't know I was having panic attacks until about the fourth one. This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm, this is what I'm, this is what I'm thinking about. Like, you're listening. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, in a, I'm in a hospital. And you <laughs> think, oh, this is, this is our door. But like, and then you said, at the end of the talk, you said that was the first time. I'm saying, ah? Uh? Yeah. So you're telling so, me there was more than one occasion on with and, that, and, exactly. And I, and I, and I, I don't know if this word is going to keep coming up. Reference points. Reference so points. There's been there've been times, okay. So after after France, but we're gonna to touch on there's another one I need to tell you about. But after after like so when I was going through injuries at, at, at Worcester, same mm. period of time, like that six month period in France, but this lasted over a year. So, <laughs> so I'm about to, yeah, go on, I'm, yeah, go I'm, on. About, I'm about yeah. to have another panic attack. But it was so powerful. It was so powerful. I was just like, I'm about to have a panic attack. And I and I could clock. I was like, I'm about to have a panic attack. But it's not gonna happen because I know how to deal with them now. I'm aware. Like I can most powerful and liberating thing. Like I remember I remember that moment. I felt so powerful and I was like, Thank you, God. Like because I know what it is now. I can Oof. you know. Can you die from a panic attack? Is it possible to die from a panic attack? I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure you could because if you you think about it, if you that stressed, yeah, yeah. yeah, If you if you that stressed and you, it's possible. Yeah, your your heart could you could you could give out. So tell me. So I'll I'll touch on maybe not all the all four, but I know there's a there's something of course that was triggering those particular incidents, right? Yeah. Maybe touch on what that was, and then in those journey of those three or four that kind of followed what were the tools and how did you kind of because someone might be listening to it going through the same thing right and there might yeah. be a different thread that's going through their life that's driving those panic attacks mm. what they might not know how to do is actually cope with the actual issue of having a panic attack you know what i'm saying so maybe touch on what was i know you touch on what the thread was and then how you then learned to cope with those i think i think in terms of dealing with with stress and stuff like that, I'm, it's it's a learning, it's constant learning because I mm. would not say that, and maturity too. I would not say mm. it's like like a moment where you just think, okay, I found the formula type thing. It's you it's keep a constant, constant process. Sure. Okay, now obviously I'm better, I'm better at it mm. because, like for example, like I was telling, I realized during COVID that we're not in control of anything. Mm. Bro, we're not in control. You think you're in control of your life and you aren't really. mm. everything that's happening. Like you can give yourself the best chance, but then you're not. You're not. A lot of it is up to chance in many ways. Yeah. A lot of it is up to chance. Yeah, mm. well, up to chance. And then depending on what you believe in, mm. God also has a mm. has a major has a major part to play. Mm. Um, but in terms of dealing with it, I think it was just. 
if, I, if I'm being honest, I, 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 you know, you know when you, I would, I would sit, I would sit and look in the mirror and be like, right, you're Zimbabwean. You, you need to make it work. No. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
in the final, like, you know, and then obviously left France um, without having signed anything. Then I actually signed the contract when I was on holiday. Mm. And um, one of the most powerful things, and I would say life-defining moments, is I was at home during that holiday. Mm. And then I walked, so where my room was, in Newlands, in, in Highlands, where, where the house was, and you know where the house is. So, you know, you know when you're yeah. walking from my bedroom, you sort of could walk past mom's room and you could yeah. see, like, mm -hmm. her bed, like, like, right there. So, yeah. I walked past and then she was sat on her, on her kist. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. She, she was sat on her kist and then she was sat there, like, bending over, like, just holding her seat. Mm. So, then I walked past, went to the kitchen or to, and then came back to my bedroom. She's still looking at the receipt. So I'm like, mom, what's up? Like, what are you, why are you looking at the receipt? And then she was like, I've just finished paying for my clothes. She's just like, I just finished paying your high school, like school fees. I've just finished paying for it. Right, I thought you were in France, boss. I mean, I'm in France. This is a whole two and a half years later. High school. Wow. Looking back, I sat there and I was just like, this rugby thing has to work. <laughs> this this <laughs> rugby thing has to work. Has to work. <laughs> we're going up. I was like, we're going up. It's only... It has to work. It has to work. I was like, we're going up. We're going up. There's no... The only way is forward. Yeah, There's forward. only like, one way. Forward and up. Like, we're going up. Woo! <sighs> <sighs> I didn't know it was that ham. So I was just like, nah. <laughs> wow. Nah, this is this is this is this is me. Rugby's gonna rugby's gonna work. By any means necessary, we're gonna make yeah. this thing happen. Then I went to Tom. Had the most terrible time there again. Mm -hmm. Coaches didn't like me. Obviously, I think I was a bit soft too because it's the mm -hmm. first time you're playing with men. Mm -hmm. um, so I need to be toughened up um, a lot. But then, do my my work ethic was just crazy mm. like when i was there i was so fit and yeah the coaches didn't like me didn't get a lot of game time played about three games maximum mm. and then that's where i met james percival yes and james percival in the x make maybe one point before i let you go on to james how did you deal with the panic attacks because you're still, were you still oh, having time in, in time yeah so, time. So, so, so yeah like i was saying like i had a crap time in, in time i'm not mm. playing coaches don't like me but but also mm. with with the coaching thing, it was just like, they were on top of me. Like, they were just like, like, you know, okay, coaches have different, different ways of, of getting through to players. But then I just, people are sitting like, on you like, ah, these guys are. It was just like, this is what, what, even like to this yeah. day, you know, that same, that same coach still mm. to, like, he would like, like whenever I would do something like on Facebook, rugby wise, you'd be like, oh, well, you couldn't do it at all. You know, the type thing that's like, Wow, all this hate. So, so, so much, so much to the sense, like to the point that, like, you know, when I've when I've been at Neveria yeah, and I played, my agent sends him like videos of me playing, like just to like rub it, it's be like just to rub it. And, and and contextually, Neveria is, is like two leagues above. We're talking. And about. when I went to Worcester, like, 
of, of course, it didn't work out in Worcester because... But it was of, still on a much higher level. On a much, yeah. a much, much higher level. So I proved, I proved mm. in his face that I was, you know, I could do it. And, and you're better than what he thought you were. Yeah. But you're still, of course, not getting game time and now it's, it's, yeah. it's still pretty stressful. So then, so the panic attacks come back. And then I remember having two or three, but the one I remember vividly, so scary. So I'd come, it was like a Sunday evening. I'm literally in my room. I'm having a panic attack. But then I was I remember phoning my mom and I'm like, literally like, Mom, it feels like there's someone in my room. Mm. Like like in what sense? What what do you mean when you say someone in my room? Like demonic, bro. Like I was like, this feels like there's someone in my room. It was so hectic. Like it just felt like huh? so hectic. Like I was just like. And I remember because Imad is a player, like a mate of mine that I played with mm. at, uh, at Cast, and then we went to Tarb together. Mm. And I sort of feel like he knew. You when people started looking at you, like even like Johan and, and, and those guys, because I had had a couple of panic attacks, they were like, well, there's nothing wrong with his heart. So he must just be stressed or going mm. crazy. Mm. One of the two. So I still remember people looking, but then like it was sort of like they didn't want to say. Mm. Mm. But I mean, it is what it is. Like they, they didn't know any better. Like the first time they come, sure. come across someone who's having panic attacks, so mm. nothing, mm. nothing against them. But then yeah, that panic attack that I had, it's like mom, it feels like there's someone in my room. Like I can't. I'm like crying. I'm in tears. Mm. I'm in tears now. And I'm 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 so much so much to the point like I'm not even worried about the the, the heart attack or the panic attack anymore. Like I'm mm. just sobbing, I'm in tears. Mm. And then I literally walk out the house, um, don't even lock my door, just leave. And then I had a teammate of mine called um, Julien Million, French guy, mm-hmm. and he lived down the road from me. And he might wasn't there that weekend because I think he had gone mm. home. And then I went to, um, I went to, to Jules's house and I just explained to him what had happened and thing. And he was like, no, it's cool. It's all good, bro. Just sleep on my couch. And then, yeah, just in the morning, we'll sort out in the morning. And then, yeah, that's, that's the last panic attack I remember having. And how do you deal with it now? Do you do like breathing exercises? Do you like... No, One just just the fact space. that I'm aware, the fact that I'm aware that I'm having a panic attack, like I said, gives me so much power. So when I was going through my injury struggles at um, at Worcester, and this by by the way is my dream move. This is where I'm like supposed to make a mark and, and do something for myself. If you know what I mean, mm. and make a name for myself in the rugby scene. Mm. Obviously, mm. didn't work out the way it was supposed to. I'm back on my feet oh, now, but sure. back, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm back on my feet now. But I think everyone has a path. Yeah, they have to they have to live out, and this just happens to be mine. Mm. But like I was saying with panic attacks, I was literally like about to have one mm. when I was in the UK, um, and then I was just like, "Nah, you can't take me." Can't do me again. So it's actually like it's actually like a mental battle that you almost have to yeah, it's like a mental battle. Yeah, and just, just being aware now just just helps me even better. And also, like another reference point or 
time is from from Worcester to Nevel. There's a, there's also a story in that in the sense that I did not have a contract for the better part of a year. Okay, there are two stories here. Let's go back to the one when we go from we've gone from Cast Olympic, yeah, uh, which is like of course a great club, and I'll get to that story around how that even came about because that's yeah. interesting in of itself. But we've gone from Cast Olympic to now to Tarb, right? Yeah. Um, and that is a, a challenging move, but we, where we yeah. get kind of that contract, and then it's now. Geez, I'm not getting any game time. I'm like first yeah. year of senior, like senior rugby. This is like tough as hell. I need a new situation. So, how, and then you go from Tarb to Worcester, and of course, Tarb is like a third division French club, to Worcester, which is a top flight Premier Premiership club in the in the UK, right? Which and they, you know, names of Francois Hochart, um, you know, Marco Mama from Zim's. Yeah. Is there big big name like big people, who played, people who have paid 50 plus caps for their country at the highest level? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's really like top flight. When yeah. we say top flight, it's top flight rugby. Yeah. And the only prop I've ever seen do it is Brian Mujati, who's played at that level. Um, from Zim, if I can call yeah. it that way. Um, or I say black prop from Zim now was who's played there for extended period of Brian Mujati at that time. Yeah. So how did that even come about? Um, and then what was that experience like for you? Yeah. So I remember rocking up for day one preseason at Tob, mm. and I am I'm running behind James Percival. And, and who's James like, Percival? Who's James Percival is an ex Worcester Lock, also mm. played at Quinns, I believe. Mm. And there's another club he played for. But I can't remember. But he's, an, but he's an Englishman that's played. English, um, yeah, Englishman. Funniest guy. Yeah. Percy, funniest. Yeah. Big Panther. Mm. Um, he says what everybody wants to say, but yeah. But too scared almost to the, say it. O- almost to the point, you don't want to have him in the room because he might just embarrass you. But um, <laughs> 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 the type of person who would give lands to the Queen. Like, <laughs> You're like, well, it's like, the Queen. Yeah, that's, yeah in that setting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway. So, cool. so you're running yeah, behind him at trading. Running by him preceding is like, nah, you, like, who are you? So I told them, chopping up, no, 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 no. This is even before he's seen me throw a ball Mm. or catch a ball or Mm. scrum or whatever. Mm. Just running behind him at training, just running behind him. He was like, no, 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 bro. Tell me what's what's going on here. So I told him what happened. I was like, how much? He's like, okay, I'll get on to some people in England. But when he said that, I was just like, why do why do so, so here's a guy your your first day of training a person hasn't seen touch he's just as you're running he's like yeah. and and he's played at the highest level in england at, at in england at, yeah um, these big yeah. clubs and he just as you're running he's like why are you here yeah why, why are you here yeah this is not your level this is not your level this is not your level what what is this all about and i was extremely you should be you should be at the, at the top level that's not here i was extremely fit at the time the fittest i've ever been running He's like, nah, okay. no, 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 bro. He's like, what is this all about? Going on? Yeah, anyway. So, and as preseason goes, it even solidified even more. Like, he saw me pass a ball, saw me run with the ball, saw me scrum. Obviously, scrumming is a is an art you have to learn, and something mm-hmm. you you get better at with time. Then he was like, nah, no, 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 we, I need to do something about this. Then he, <laughs> we, you can't be here with us. We got to yeah. stay. Then yeah. he. He, he called a couple of teams. I don't know if... Do you think it's... Can I say the teams? Yes. 
Sure, go for it. Why not? Yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah, he spoke to Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Um, he spoke to Worcester, mm-hmm. and then he spoke to Harlequins, and then Newcastle showed some interest, but then didn't manifest. Harlequins sort of didn't say anything. Then, mm-hmm. uh, um, um, then Worcester showed the most interest. Yeah, but then at the time the Worcester coach was leaving, and then Alan Solomon's, who's the mm. current director of rugby at Worcester, was just there as a consultant, but he sort of hadn't been given the job on a full mm. term mm. basis or whatever. Mm. So mm. then, yeah, they, they he, he said he had to look at the stuff, and you know what's so funny doing WhatsApp iCloud, all these things are the greatest things ever because I still have these text messages in my phone. And they wow. will never, I would never get rid of them. You never it's remove them. You like refer- yeah. reference point, like it's just like reference point. Like, you, so, so, like, so you gather, you gather data to say, no, the, I know this yeah. is true. It's written. It's here. It's written. This is it happened. Yeah. Like this, yeah. if, if this can happen the way it's happened. Then mm. anything is mm. is possible. So then, yeah, they we didn't even go back and forth. This is like all happening in like yeah. So preseason would be like. So when we had started playing games, so about December time, mm. that's when he got onto the clubs because that's usually when clubs do all their business. Yeah. And then literally, um, he was like, yeah, I want to. And someone was like, I want to. Let's get it done. Let's get it done. Let's get it done. So you, you know when people say that they're just like ah, I, I was still you, you know you know how I am. I'm like ah, it's just a text message. Yeah, it's just a text message. Let's see. Let's even, see. Where's the even, Where's the even like I remember, I remember, I remember you saying to me like, remember when the France thing, the way the France thing happened, and I was just chilling there for like mm. the better part of six six months. Mm. I was like ah, more, I'm more. Even, ah, it's never gonna happen. <laughs> and you're like, and you and you're like, you're going to France, fam. Just just. <laughs> Just embrace it. Take own it. Own it. Own it. Own it. Own it. I was, I was still, I was still just like, nah. We're nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. just guessing. They're just guessing. guessing. Yeah. Let's let's see. <laughs> they're funny. They're funny. Look, they, they, I'm Zimbabwean. There's the trust. <laughs> You're like, hey, trust we have emotion. We have emotional issues. We have to get over. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, then literally in March, I was in Alan Solomon's office taking a tour around the club. And uh, yeah, I was signing, next thing I was signing a contract there. I even drove down to go visit the club with Antimata and, and Runako, who's uh, Antimata being my mom's sister, who's like yes. basically my mom. Yes. And yes. Runako, my cousin, but is my sister. And, you know, Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, I drove down with them and then yeah, we met Alan Solomon's, uh, saw a couple of the boys. I remember, I remember meeting, walking there, you see, yeah, I remember on, meeting yeah. yeah, I remember yes. meeting Bialo, he was, he was still at Worcester at the time and now he's, he's at Wasps. Um, he also has an amazing story. Um, yes. and yeah, he's, yeah, he's basically, yeah, doing his thing there at Wasps, but yeah, I remember mm-hmm. seeing him and then. Then seeing all yeah, next the front, thing. Front, so next These are people I saw on TV when I was a kid. Oh, like, these guys are winning World Cups when I was a child, and oh, now I'm there yeah. like. Don't even get me started. <laughs> so, the, so the day of my, ah, oh, the day of yeah. my debut, do we? Ah, oh, don't even get me started. 
What was what was the lineup? What was the, what was what was the lineup? <sighs> okay, so so okay, so weird, weirdly enough, all my high school like close mates, yes, they were like, oh no, we're, we're gonna come see you play. Mm. Like I still remember, Mike, Mike was like, I will come watch your first professional game ever, and this was like he said that like when I when I was in France like five years mm. ago, he had said that. I was like, ah, there we go again. People just guessing. Mm. Just, just, People are like, these guys guess. These guys chat. These guys are guessing. Next thing, they're like, okay, yeah, we want to book the flights. Seeing as preseason's over, you know, you're going to get into some games. Uh, guys, I'm just going to, I don't even know if I'm going to play that. No, 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 let's just book the flights. Mm. So they came the weekend before I made my debut, but they just came mm. to watch the, the game because Worcester played that weekend. Mm. Uh, so they just came, we had like, we went out on the, on the on the town Worcester. Mm. We went to the mm. club Alexander's. Mm. It was with the club. Mm. Had a couple of drinks. Uh, yeah. The boys are <laughs> boys are doing damage. Boys, yeah, boys the boys. <laughs> Michelle was uh, Michelle uh, Michelle. Uh, I didn't even mention Michelle once, but mm. Michelle was my girlfriend, my lovely girlfriend. Was obviously there because mm. she was at uni in Birmingham. Uh, mm. So yes, we we were we were all together, mm. and yeah, we we had a good night. And then mm. the next weekend. So on the Monday, Mike and them were just in London doing their own thing. Mm. Mike, Dan, Dan was doing his postgrad at, mm. at, at Oxford at the time. Mm. Um, so he was obviously in the UK, and then Mike, Mike and Cameron had come over mm. from SA to visit. Mm. And then and the next on the Monday, I'm just chilling there. Then uh, Alan Alan Solomon comes up to me. He's like, "Right, you're starting this weekend." Don't fuck it up. Then he just smiles. He, he just smiles. <laughs> he just smiles because he knows. He sort of knows like it's gonna put me under pressure. So he just smiles and he's just like, look, don't fuck it up. Then he walks away. It's the funniest thing. He, he walks away and I was just like, oh, shit. So I was like, so then I obviously start gassed deep within. Like yo. So, start yeah. sending the text messages around and like, yeah, okay, I'm starting. I'm starting. I'm playing this mm. weekend. Then. Mm. Uh, uh, Dan and the boys are like, ah, nah, nah, we're pulling up, we're coming through round what two. Day? What day? What round, day? Round two, mm. round two this weekend, and obviously Michelle uh, came through to watch. Mm. And then, yeah, bro, I, I remember looking at the, so you know how they do the Instagram where they put up the team? The lineup. They say, like, this is the team. But I, 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 remember, I, I remember speaking with, I didn't realize, because obviously I, I can't mm. get guests. You have a job You have a job to do On the day Yeah I'm like, to do, But even ideas. in general do we, If you ask You don't get You don't get phased You don't get phased You don't get too phased By stuff yeah. yeah So I remember speaking And then this is when I realised I was on the phone With my mom And she's like Have you seen the team sheet <laughs> have, you, have you Have you seen those names you see the day. I was like, yeah, bro, these, these are guys who play rugby. I play rugby your age. I'll be like, play rugby your age, like step <laughs> Yeah, on your video <laughs> game. You can used to play on the video game. Oh, yeah, these are the guys who play rugby your age. Mm. It was, yeah, it was crazy that day. Who were some of the names? Just so, just so people, who were some of the names that were on the thing? Like Francois Hohart, big name. Yeah. Vaynan, yeah. I think Vaynan Olivier played in that game. Okay. Um, Anton Bresla. Anton, Anton Bresla. We actually became like I became quite friendly with them. Funny, funny, yes. funny. Um, your fly off Duncan Weir. Jo- Duncan Weir, Josh Adams, who's playing for British Irish Lions. And he's the lion now, Josh. Right, Josh is the. I'll give you the best, one of the best wings in Europe. The world, like, yeah. Bryce the world, you know, Josh Adams. Bryce, Bryce team. Was playing that game. 
Um, the guy from the, the other guy, the the guy who was an was a he's a Kiwi, but he played for England. Did he play that day? Benteo, no, Benteo, Benteo. didn't play in that game, but I think game. in the centres was Vaynant and Ashbeck, Welsh international. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah uh, crazy. And then I had Jack Jack Singleton, England. Uh, I had Jack, England Jack Singleton and Hooker with uh, were packing. I was packing down with him. Then I had who, who did we have at loose that day? Probably Callum Black. Um, so yeah, not nah, doing like mad memories. I, I I remember just being like, oh, this is... what is life right now? What is <laughs> life <laughs> right now? Like, a... like Mama, we made it. Said, Mama, <laughs> Mama made it. Oh, this Mama. thing has to. Oh man, that's like a validation. But here's the point I want to talk on. Firstly, like, congratulations. But of course, like that Worcester was a bit of injuries kind of kept it back in, but. Yeah. As a reference point, as as this is the common theme for I, man, like, you know what I'm saying? Like coming from the journey that you've walked through, and then all the investments. If you look back from, you know, telling you, t- telling your grandfather how to place a ball, to place to a like, ball, yeah. You know what I'm saying? To be playing at Worcester in the Premiership with people with with the, with the elitist of athletes yeah. in your sport is just like it's the pinnacle. Yeah, it's, it's like the pinnacle and there's so much more to go right but that reference point is like it's great yeah and i sort of i saw and i sort of need to do a better job of giving myself a bit of credit for mm. for where i've got i think in general as just an individual everyone's always really. like mm. we, yeah, we just critique ourselves but then mm. if you think about even, it like yeah but actually i, I, I would have yeah. i would have never looked at it in this way if you hadn't said like to think about this. it because you because and i'm going to come back to memory like and there's a reason why i want there's a point i want to touch on there's a point you said my mom was holding the receipt the two seat. years two, two three years after you finished high school yeah. that she had paid it off yeah. and there was a moment you said this rugby thing it just has to work out it's exactly. like it has to work out it has to work out and that was the starting moment where you're looking at all those people left and right that validated that, right? That, that like, validated, yeah. The sacrifices when your parents were investing in the best school, the best schooling, the best, you know, of, you know, education, all of those things. They sowed, they sowed into what your guys' gifts were, and yeah. now that's it's yielded the fruit in the right way. Now you can wash your own face, you can be there in your apartment, and yeah. and take it's, care and, of yourself. Yeah, and it's not, and yeah, and I can and I can do things for for my loved ones too. Like it's just. Do you know what I'm saying? All of yeah, like, all of this game, this beautiful game that um, that you play. But yeah. there's a point specifically I want to kind of touch on. You went to high school in South Africa, right? Um, yeah. And typically, there's a pathway which I won't go too much into depth about. Maybe you can touch on it briefly and what it meant to you as a school and that there was opportunities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's a path in which not everyone has opportunity to go to South Africa for, and this isn't from a Zimbabwean perspective, not everyone has opportunity to go to yeah. South Africa, right? Yeah. It's a very, it's a very, it, just, it's, it's, it's hard to, of course, go to school and that, through that particular route. So the point I'm trying to, inter- I'm really interested in is like, the last year, the transition from the high school into, into playing rugby after school, right? I think you have a very interesting transition there. Um, and it's interesting because it can be very inspiring for, other Zimbabweans who, cause like some people might watch and be like, look, but quite frankly, I can't, I didn't go to St. John's prep. I didn't go to my class because yeah, we yeah. have to acknowledge our privilege. Like we have to acknowledge yeah. our privilege for whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. not everyone had parents who could watch and 
sacrifice to pay for South African school fees, yeah. that's our privilege, right? And we have yeah. to acknowledge that for what it is. But mm-hmm. I think there is some sort of inspiration in the transition from your high school into like into you playing for Zim. Because that really that was really like the thing in many ways that unlocked France, right? So maybe like talk to that particular moment. But I think that's the most important piece, in my mind at least, to a young Zimbabwean athlete who might be watching this and wants to draw inspiration from your pathway, which isn't the Craven Week pathway. So yeah. Jimmy, I had never used the word reference point until until today, but I need to say yes. Reference point. Yes. So I finished high school. Um didn't didn't achieve didn't achieve what I could have. In what sense? And academically or sport Academically no academically mm-hmm. and sport wise, I felt mm. that I was hard. I I just felt like it didn't go my way. Sure. If you know what yeah. I mean. And mm. I could, academically I didn't perform as well as um I could have. So then like mm. What happened in that time is like it was a bit of there was lo- loads of uncertainty, mm. and I just sort of like I was like oh I didn't know what I didn't get a contract out of school so which is the South African pathway so I was like oh, so screw it that's that's mm. me I'm damaged goods rag, rag, rugby is not really a real yeah rugby is not really yeah, yeah rugby is mm. really not going to happen like I am talented mm. and all that but then sure where 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 do we go to from here yeah it sort of felt like. And I guess that's how you, you, you write your own story. And it yeah. sort of felt it, it sort of felt as if sorry. It sort of felt as if um I was like, oh well, I don't know anyone who's come back from this situation. I didn't get a contract. Because typically everyone gets in South Africa, everyone in fact, gets that contract. In Barbon, like in Zim Beast, Brian like Brian Majati, um they were playing for Kennedy, the country. Kennedy, Kennedy Timber, David Pocock, David, David Denton, all of, like they go, or not David, yeah. like, but often we go to, like this, the path is often Craven Week or Craven Week, then I get a contract from a professional club out the yeah. gate. Or I moved to another country when I was younger. I and, moved then another country, and then that's the thing. So you are now like, well, I haven't seen it happen any other way. And all, all of yeah. the ways I've seen it, hey, listen, I think there's nothing here for me. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We just out yeah. yeah. Then Hilton, Hilton had come back from from the UK at the time. And I'm sure you've spoken to him about it. And we all know about it, but he didn't have the best of times there. And he just wasn't mm. built for that type of life and the way the UK is set up. Mm. But um yeah he he got back so hilton was just training so hard but i didn't really know what he was training for mm. like the, okay so the uj thing came up to go to university mm. of Georgia. that came up i would even say like halfway through the year that wasn't a thing when he had come back like earlier mm. Mm. so we were just okay well i wasn't training so i sort of it's a funny story so my mom sent me to cape town mm. to go look for to go look for options and like mm-hmm. visit like universities mm-hmm. and and schools and stuff like that mm-hmm. whilst I was there. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, so she sent me case on then I was staying with with Seth Seth Bandis. Seth Seth Bandis, Seth Bandis rapping with East. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was saying with Seth who's a, who's a good school friend of mine. And 
um, it was O week for them. So they all at university, like mm-hmm. at UCT, they're doing So you're with the in-group. You're with I was just in-group. Out there for, for, for the joy. I was just I was just out there for the vibes. Just partying. Just partying. Yeah, visited, it's, it's, there's a time for it. There's a time yeah, for it. it, I, visited is what it Vega. Is, yeah. I visited Vega. Mm-hmm. Vega's like a, like a, you know, like a, like a branding and marketing school. Yeah, branding and marketing school. So I visited mm. them. I was like, okay, yeah, this is sick. I'll come here. And then I didn't even look at anything else. I was like, okay, my two weeks now are going to be dedicated to the life. Groove. Groove. <laughs> the life. Cape Town. Yeah. So I remember just having like a mattress in like Seth's room. Mm. <laughs> I remember girls, like girls we used to go to like, that were in high school in the same areas. And they're like, that is fried UCT. What was this thing? <laughs> Seth had like his res dinner, res ball and stuff, and I was just there, yeah. just like, yeah, and just drink yeah. all these things. So, yeah, just come, said, just come. You're like, what? Just yeah, come. Yeah. So essentially, I went back home, and then I, I knew what I wanted to do. So it was like Vega, go to Vega, then find a rugby club just to play, just to, to pass play, time, sure, sure. and to stay fit. Mm. And then, um, yeah, I remember Hilton like being like nagging me and egging me on because I'd come back from Cape Town. I was so mm. out of shape. Mm. Then I went to like a sevens tournament where Hilton was playing for the Zim Sevens team. And they mm. were playing like a, like a random tournament here there in like Russia. And then I yeah. met, I met a guy called Kuda and mm. Kuda happens to be the beast's brother-in-law what so t- the beast in diamond brother yeah the beast in brother yeah 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 i met him there then he was managing uh a hotel in, in, in zim or yeah hotel hotel restaurant in zim called mm. Jongo. Mm. and i think that's in like by like glenlawn that area in, in, in arara yeah sure in arara yeah, yeah. Mm. And so then he offered me a job Sure. So I worked there as a, like a, I had all sorts of roles. I was like working in the sure. kitchen. Mm. I was like uh, working at the at the front desk. Really, I didn't even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was working at the front desk. I worked at the front desk, and then yeah, man, I just remember being so unhappy. And then I was just like, Nah, you know what, put up. Uh, it's been. It's been real, but like I'm, I worked there for like a month or two. Mm. Like it's mm. been real, um, but nah. it's not. It's not the part for me, right? This now. is not the so, part for me. Mm. So then I was like, I just sat at home, and then I was like, I literally have no options. Like, and even at the time, I even looking back, I think I was depressed. But then I just, just didn't you, weren't, know. you weren't dealing with your fate. Like, I've there's no clear yeah. way forward. For me. There's no clear way for me. I'm just waiting until Cape Town happens. Mm. Uh, next year, mm. but that's about it. Then Hilton was nagging me to come to Old Georgians to play rugby mm. for the longest time. Like he'd been nagging me since I got back from Cape Town. Then I was like, okay, you know what? Let's let's go. I was so out of shape. Mm. I was so out of shape, and I was just like, yeah, fine, let's do it. Mm. So we did it, and then uh, yeah, you know, started getting back into shape. Training mm. every day, bro. Mm. The way Hilton and I were training and eating, 
it we were training as if we had the contracts like we had the teams already like that's it's like i'm a professional it also like to, like i think it is like i'm a professional even whether you give the contract to, to me or not <laughs> yeah. i am professional i am professional i am, I am professional. professional i don't need you to tell me whether professional or not i'm telling yeah, like I am, I am professional. i'm telling you i'm professional yeah let's got to that level like we're just yeah. like my i remember my mom's like buying like chicken breast broccoli like we're just like unreal like eating, the life eating, was unreal. Dieting, eating, training. dieting training the supplements are there left right center and bear in mind this is like my mom's just like oh, these guys have finished school and they're taking me for a ride again like she must she must have thought <laughs> she she must have thought like, these guys I thought these guys would be living their own lives but yeah look they're out here eating my groceries what the hell my groceries what the hell mm-hmm. and then eventually um we got into some games for for all georgians so mm. i played off the bench first weekend had a sick game then the moment i knew rugby was okay you, you know you can you know you, you when you look back on life and you're like okay yeah, this is the moment where like like jay-z even like jay-z beyonce they can all be like this is when i knew <laughs> like, you know I mean? like, like bro, there was this was the day this is what happened and I, yeah. I just feel like mm, so this is it this so, is it so the next week we were playing against all the Rarians. and you know like those games like it's a pity like those rivalries and stuff just because of life in general not having a functional league and zoom and stuff like that and just circumstances COVID and everything like you don't get those like club games sure. there was like, but there's sure. good vibes like everyone's like yes for mm. their club and like zim would mm. thrive like the club system was like how it was mm. with a bit of money and mm. people really want to get behind rugby like people would really love right and you can so, feel it like people and you can really feel like it bro it. you can feel it like you can feel it mm. that's all guys talk about them. like oh do you see what the all blacks did you know like mm. people mm. if we could have the same it's pretty but yeah um we what was I saying? So you have this moment. You're playing for Yo, so, OGZ, like, oh, okay. So we're playing against Older mm-hmm. And then, you know, Older Orions is just known for, they they love chat. They yeah. love chat. So, like, you'll be playing on the field and they just be like, we are Nepal, we are Nepal. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. They, they, they talk a lot. So, yeah, came off the bench again. And then there was like a, so there was a line out. And there was like an overthrow, mm. and then the ball came over. Yeah, yes. then it bounced. It bounced. Then Hilton caught the ball. Then he just threw a pass to me, and I was in the center of the field. Mm. And then, bro, I literally remember getting the ball, and then I saw T Mac, and T Mac is like Zim legend number ten, the king of OH, king of king OH, of OH, king of, king of yeah. OH at the time. Sickest, like one of the sickest players ever come out of Prince Edward in Harare, mm. like gun player. Mm. Took the ball, ran straight at him, and I <laughs> bumped, I bumped him, and everyone went crazy. Off. Off. <laughs> Off. And that's yeah. the moment I knew, like, just that feeling of like, Everyone like I hadn't felt I hadn't felt like that since high school. 
and you felt like I think just that moment you just, just like, that moment, I, think I was like, like I was like nah okay yeah let, let's do this I was like I was like okay I was like okay rugby is rugby's back I, like we're back this could business. be a thing for me this yeah I was, like, we're back, we're, I was like we're back in business hmm. I was like we're back in business then after the game it was just like on me like oh right yes oh, I got so sick <laughs> <laughs> even like even like you know like the zim like rugby legends they were all at the game yeah. like oh and then even my mom was like bro like what what happened because everyone's playing up my phone the darling of arare they're like uh, dar- mama <laughs> like <laughs> like, <laughs> like this boy is good this boy is good yeah. then mm-hmm. the monday i get a i get a phone call from my zim from uh bright chivandile mm. and he's like I, and, he, and the thing is, I'd seen him at the game, and he was like, oh, calling me like, oh, I'm fun, I'm fun, you know, you know. It's like, oh, now, now, you know. <laughs> now on the phone, he had his corporate voice on. He's like, um, I, uh, for I just, it's Bright Shwandiri from the ZRU, Sables manager, and uh, I would like to invite you to the camp for the qualifiers for Madagascar, um, 2014 Madagascar qualifier, Africa it's Cup, the World Cup. It's the which World is Cup. serving as the qualification for the World Cup. And I was like, oh, okay, thanks, Bright. Um, I really appreciate it. And yeah, I'll be at camp. So we go to camp. Jimmy, I'm like, ah, oh, I'm not even going to make the team. Like, yeah, it's a sick experience. Obviously, like, I I was Depending fully invested. Yeah, yeah, I was fully invested. And I didn't even know Zim at a, I didn't even know Zim at an international rugby team until they called me. It's quite well, really hectic. I, what, I, hectic. Only knew, only, okay, I only knew about the Sables when Hilton started playing for them two years prior to... Like yes. period of time. And, so, you, and so when you when they called you, how old were you? Were you 19 at this stage? I was 19, fresh out of school, a baby. I was a baby, I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, went to the and camp. Look at photos now. I even say, like, goodness me, he was young. I, look at I was young now, I was, now, I was, I was a baby. Was I was a baby. Mm-hmm. Then I made, then, I, then, then at the end of the camp, you know, fully invested, working hard, training hard. I was like, I, I'm not even going to make it. Like, sick experience, but I'm not even going to. Mm-hmm. Am I playing or whatever? Mm. Then like they said my name last, and I remember like just like standing up and walking off, and then Hilton comes up to like, "Bro, you made the team," and I was just like, "What?" I was like, "I didn't even." Your brain didn't even say. I was like, "He's like, he's like, bro, I'm so, he's like, I'm so proud of you. You made the team." I was like, "This is gonna be sick. We're, we're gonna play for Zim together," and I was like, just like. Uh, okay, yeah, I was like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, okay, I can't do this, this thing of like not sort of like gassing myself up and like. You don't take it, you don't take yourself too seriously. You take yeah. it, I mean, you're speaking to yourself, but I'm like, oh, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. forget to. We go to Madagascar. I, I'm mm. just like, I'm literally here on holiday. I'm going to mm. be holding bags the whole time. Mm. They mm. name the team for the first game. I'm on the bench. And I'm like, you're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. So, okay. Obviously, phone calls. Start telling everyone, uh, you are, you obviously would be mm-hmm. a part of it. Yeah, playing for thing. Yeah, bro, playing with Hilton. To this day, gives me goosebumps, and it is the proudest moment of my whole career, and that mm. will never, ever change, mm. because no one can take it away from us. Mm. Because it's, no. it's started in Merrick Park. It started, it started yeah, 20 years, started 20 years Park, ago. Yeah. 
no one can take it away. Hilton smashing cricket balls into in the into <laughs> the maze. Into neighbor. Into neighbor. It all it all made sense then. That, that, mm. It validated, like, and this is for your country, right? This is for, oh, and wow. yeah, for your country, seeing this, the national this... anthem and your parents. You, for me, I like, for me, it was cool, but then for, for like the fam, for your you parents, guys, like, your, even yeah. like, ah, oh, it's just, it's just so your much parents, better. It yeah. just makes it like, just to see the joy on you guys' faces, it's like, ah, oh, yeah, like, we did it. I was like, joking, like, we did it. Did it. And then I scored a trial debut, which is, which was cool. It was huge. You're like, ah, yeah, oh, is this a dream? Yeah, I was like, this is a dream. dream. And then, yeah, just, so, yeah. so, wow. Well, firstly, that's like stuff for that dreams are made of, right? Like yeah, two brothers sure. playing for Zim. Yeah. Two brothers playing for Zim. The only brothers I can think of right now, maybe like the Simba brothers are the only ones I knew. Yeah. And then the Ferrero brothers were there. The Ferrero brothers, the sure. Sure. Yeah. But two brothers playing for Zim in this time, it's a beautiful thing, especially given where you guys came from and all the, and I think, the sacrifices your parents made for yeah. this to be a real avenue in which you can kind of showcase your talent. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. you know, you should be proud of that. And you know, it's just epic. It's just epic. And the thing is there's still so much more to like do. It's not like it's done. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. only like yeah. the beginning in so many ways. Yeah, it's only the beginning, um, yeah. But for me the point that's most important I think is to touch on is like a lot of a lot of players can be playing league you know, playing league in Zim right now for all Jordans or all the Rarins or or whatever, right? Mavuku, or what, I don't know what the league, whatever. But they might say, oh, okay, I went to school and maybe at Kyle. If I play really well for OGs or for all Georgians, then maybe I can get a play for Sables. Yeah. The key, the missing piece though is that Zimbabwe rugby, I think, still has a bit of a way to go in terms of being like fully professional, if I can call it that. The, yeah, the piece I think is missing is to say, what was your particular, I think your story to go from, because Sables to, the, the reason why a lot of people don't play for Zimbabwe is because there was no realistic avenue in which people could see it being a launch pad for professional rugby, right? That's, to, or top flight rugby. So I think, speak on that, like the Zimbabwe experience, how did that particular piece help you, you know, be pro and, and live the life that you're living, that you're living now? That's the most important thing that someone needs to know, I think. Mm. Yeah, that's actually quite tough. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying though? Yeah, I do know what you're saying, but then like I'm the only I'm the first one, so like I can't I saw What was this what was the story? You are the, there was a particular story where I think it was Jean Luc, I think if I if I remember correctly. Okay. So Jean Luc Bartez was um uh, mm. may rest in peace. He mm. was, um, I want to say he was like the head of Rugby Africa mm -hmm. or the vice head. Mm. Yeah, he was there, thereabouts. Mm. And Jean-Luc saw me play in, so then okay, after the Sables, after mm. the Madagascar, we missed out on qualification for the World Cup. And obviously yeah. that story is there. Then yeah. there was an under 20 tournament. Africa mm. Cup, and then I was vice captain of that, and I was just so happy to be playing rugby again. And I, uh, we had a good under twenty team, but then we were just there for the vibes. We were just, uh, we were just chasing the parties, and yeah, yeah. we just we weren't focused. Went there to win, yeah, yeah. And we weren't focused on rugby, and just the people mm. that were 
good teammates, like mm. guys that I grew up with, like mm. like Munyama Shaya, who's mm. was the heritage with me. Then we ended up playing for Zimbabwe in twenty together. Jabu and Chuko and stuff like that. So we we had a good team, but then we just didn't. But in that tournament, in the under twenty tournament, mm. which was in Namibia, I actually actually played some good rugby. Mm. And yeah, John Luke was like, yeah, he's a sick player. But then I went to go have a chat with Liam Middleton after the Liam Middleton, who is who was the coach, who was the Sables coach at the time, and is the current assistant Sables coach and defense coach and um, for the Sables at the moment currently and he's got a great cv he's coached at bristol mm. coached at hartbury in the uk and stuff like that mm. like, and, and also a good guy like really one of the might be yeah, probably the best coach i've ever had yeah easy mm. yeah best mm. coach i've ever had mm. and best coach i've zimbabwean coach yeah best coach i've had yeah and um he was like so i went to go speak to him i was like yeah well i think you know, rugby, I want to play rugby, but then, and I've sort of proved it to myself, but what do you think? And he's like, yeah, for sure, for I think you have everything to, mm. to to make it in the, in the beginning. He's like, okay, let me make some phone calls and we'll see what we can do. So I had met Jean-Luc at the under-20 thing, but then I was just speaking to Jean-Luc because I like, oh, it's some random rugby Africa guy. Like, mm. But we were just we were just chopping it up and I was just, every day I'd see him and be like, oh, Jean-Luc, how are you doing? Yeah, mm. you know? Mm. must have made an impression and then mm. uh he said oh well, then he met um then then they spoke liam and john luke spoke because obviously they know each other mm. and then john luke was he didn't actually live in cast but he lived in a village uh close away. not too far away i think mazame yeah I think he used mm. to live in mazame and that's where he's from and then yeah they made the call and then Cast obviously, you know, were, were keen to have me over on trial for six months. But initially, before I left, they just went quiet for six months. Mm. So I was just like, oh, wow. And this is mm. at the same period. Okay, so this, so this is this is after the Cape Town, after Imba, working at Imbamato more, after mm. the Sables uh, Madagascar tour, after, after Namibia under tour, 20. and the 20 mm-hmm. tour. Yeah, so now you're, you've done you've done the year of rugby like phenomenal. Yeah, I've done, rugby, yeah, like, I've done like from going from rugby. from going from trying to figure it out to make it to the sables. Then, gee, yeah. I'm, I'm half a, and I've played this thing half half a, half a, half a year, and I'm back on my feet, enjoying playing my rugby again, and then um, and there's this potential deal on the line to say, look, this club potential deal on the line, yeah, and, I'm, and, I'm, like, and oh, I've also reached out to amazing, but nothing's come through yet. Yeah, and I've also started to kiss it from Kairos to sort of look for opportunities in South Africa for me. But then I had the most negative feedback. I won't mention his name, but an ex spring bog prop. Um, Sorry, say again, I think I broke for a second. So yeah, I broke up for a second. I won't, I won't, I won't mention mm. the name, but then an ex spring mm. prop was given my footage and thing and said I would never be a professional rugby player. Wait a minute. Let me just one second. Let's take a step back. You've after a year of waiting, you're kind of saying, "What's I'm waiting yeah. for this time?" Yeah. And then yeah. the Springbok prop, we get your content, and then say, "Ooh, that's my content." Yeah, from Kisset and Kairos, and I still remember. I still got the email in my in my reference points. Always have to keep this stuff. So reference you can point. Remind, like, oh, remind yourself. You can remind yourself. 
And yeah, yes. uh, Ed probably was a coach in the, coaching one of the teams in South Africa at the time. Was like, nah, he will never make it this, this far. At most, at most, Curry Cup player, but other than that. They said fine. So I said fine. fine. That's that's all good. Then um, Kisler and them were mainly looking at South Africa. Then nothing nothing came up. And then yeah, so my only option was to go to Liam. And then him and John Luke spoke. Uh, Cass said they'd take me for a six month trial in the Espoirs, which is like the under twenty two league, um, and serves as like the academy team basically. And then yeah, they eventually got hold of me. And I remember the story. I was I'd gone to to Plettenberg Bay with a mm. with a mate of mine called uh, Alistair Rain, and then who, who was at Hilton College. And then we we went there for like New Year's. Uh, New Year's Eve is like a well, in Plettenberg Bay is like a spot where it's like a holiday spot where everyone usually goes and yes. whatever. Yes. So this is on New Year's on New Year's New Year's no New Year's <clears throat> Eve. 2013 so we went to the beach and then we were all chilling at the beach we were swimming at the beach i don't know why i was swimming at the beach but anyway i was swimming at the beach came came offshore whatever then i left my phone at, at the house just like a long walk up uh and then i was just telling, and, I, and i'd be telling and bear in mind i hadn't seen everyone the whole year and they're like obviously i'm playing for zim i'm doing all this stuff what's been going on yeah, yeah what's been yeah. going on and then and i'm like yeah guys i'm coming to cape town cape town's gonna be so sick next year because i'd, I'd mm. sort of like i'd heard about parked the other dream i heard about the cast different. but then they said they'll take me but then they were just like quiet but obviously they were preparing mm. for me Think to come paperwork which exactly yeah so you knew so there's a blessing there's a blessing on the way and yeah. you're like Ah, whatever. There's a blessing Bruce on the C- way, and you're like, is believing. I want to see. Yeah. So, so then eventually, uh, yeah, on New Year's Eve, I came back from school. Yeah, 2013, 31st of December. Came, picked up my phone, see a message, see an email from from cast and it's all in french they've sent all my visa stuff that i need to do they've sent like all the letters everything and they're like we need you here asap and i was like, what if i know we have to like yeah i was like what if i pay school fees to go to cape town I was like come on and then i remember and then i remember i remember finding i remember finding, i found you actually and i was like oh, should i should i should i still go to cape town and you're like no bro <laughs> So you need to get on that flight and get this man. Go, get on that flight and go. Don't be wild. Get on that flight. Because <laughs> no, I was, I was, I, I still, and I still remember like phoning like my mom and because yeah. we went together for years or whatever. And then, and I was also aghast because I was single at the mm. time. There were birds there, mm. so I was just like, ah, you're like, I was like, right, forget the Cape Town. Go to France. Go to France. <laughs> Go to France. Yeah, I was a club. There were babes there. I was just like, ah. you're like, ah, but hey, I'm gonna miss it. No, they're girls in France too. They're girls in France too. They're girls in France. I found my girlfriend in the book. But anyway, yeah, but anyway. But anyway, but anyway. Yeah. Then literally, I was like, 
Yeah. Literally, I was like, guys, I'm going to France. So then I, I remember, like, we, we were all out for, like, New Year's, and I was like, mm. we had a dinner or whatever. Mm. I was like, yeah, guys, we've got some news. I need to tell you guys. I didn't tell anyone that I was there with because I was there with, like, all my mates. Like, I didn't tell you. I was like, guys, it's some news. Looks like I'm not coming to Cape Town anymore. They're like, so where are you going? They're like, and I was like, I'm going to France to play rugby. And they're like, nah, you're guessing. You know how lads are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so you're guessing. I was like, no, nah, legit, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to think. They're like, oh, what team are you going to? Then I was like, Castrate. I couldn't even pronounce it at the time. I was like, Castrate. So they're like, ah. Then the only reference point they had is because Rory Cockett played. Rory Cockett. So like, Cockett like, no, Rory no, Cockett no, no, this team's actually dope. No, no. It was actually legit. Like, dude, they won the league last year. Yeah. The biggest, like, what do you mean? It's like, no, nah, but... This like, is legit, nah. like yes. Okay, and then obviously, obviously, then they were they were hyped. So then I was like, "Yeah, sorry, I was supposed to stay there longer, but like, guys, I'm After doing this. New, I'm doing this New Year's thing with you guys, but tomorrow I'm leaving. I'm out. I have to go chase these dreams. I have to I go, go chase, chase these dreams. So then, ah, so bad for the family that I'm staying with the Rainers, and then they made a plan for me to get to the airport because yes. they had a family friend who was leaving. And then yeah. bear in mind the airport, so PE to Plettenberg Bay is like a two hour drive. And then Fambo, it's far. It's far. So, like, um, I wake up after New Year's, yeah. New Year's shenanigans. Yes. So, so hungover. Literally mm. just threw all my stuff <laughs> in the bag. Didn't, didn't fold anything, just threw yeah. everything aside. Yes. Next thing I come uh, back home. And then I think there was a period where the embassy was closed for a couple mm-hmm. of days because of um, the festive season. Yes. Then as soon as that happened, I put my papers through and it came back swift. A week I was gone. That's huge. So I think it's interesting because the thing that ticked it off was you played for, you didn't, not, you had a lot of privilege growing up by having exposure to a lot of schools and South African high schools. But the thing that kind of flipped the switch was the your platform playing for Zimbabwe under twenty and Sables, yeah, that was the differentiator. So I think that was that was what you can say. Like, so there's, there's that's actually an avenue. Yeah, that is a realistic like you can see. There's this one guy. Yes, he was unbelievable this year. Um, that's, what's his name? Driller, my, my, um, Blythe, my wish. That boy. Boy. <laughs> that boy is real. Even but, sharks, uh, sharks, the sharks are like, nah, we need, we need to do something about this. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I say it to say that playing for going to university or they're also playing for Sables. Yeah. Those things can also act as platforms to almost being and making it professionally. So I yeah. think that's why I thought it was important to turn the passion on that I, story to say. I, you I, know. Do you know, and I think, do you know what the main problem is? Mo- mm-hmm. Lots of guys can do it. I've noticed what happens is when an. <sighs> It's like a it's like a Zim thing. I don't know what it is. Like when, whenever we get into these rooms, we, we just sort of feel like we're not supposed to be there. We're just like, ah, mm. but is this me? Like, mm. if you know what I mean? Like we always we mm. always do this thing where we we sort of have to measure mm. and just to suss out like, am I good enough for this thing? But then you are. Like if you make it that far, then you yeah, just definitely. as normal. Yeah, just as normal as thing. It's just the. There's certain circumstances that we have because of the way our country's set up, but then we we have the goods, we have the minerals, we're just normal people. We have blood, we have 
you know, same yeah, organs. Yeah, flesh and blood, like, flesh just blood, put like, us in the room. Just yeah. put us in the room, like, just put us in that environment and then you measure up just like, yeah. just like, do you, you, find, know, do, you, do you find you do that? Um, how can I say? I think the key thing I've been trying to like, look at people is to say, I've seen maybe who, how can I use it as an example? For example, you know, I've been applying to like business school and I've seen people yes. who've gone to like business school. I've seen them before they've left yeah. and after they've come back. So before they've left and come back, let's say, and you can, and like business school in the United States. Yeah. Um, to top business schools in the United States. And I've seen them before and after that. I say, goodness me, they have a particular worldview and then they come back and the scope of possibilities is just so much broader yeah. Broad i think the thing that the thing that we maybe like need to acknowledge of or, or kind of prompt into ourselves is like broadening our scope of possibilities yeah so that makes sense so similar to you it's like if i'm born in harare i go to like a school highlands or what have you or hellenic i'm thinking ah maybe is rugby really but it's very possible like you just need to yes. broaden the scope of possible it's very possible it's really and, possible and, and, and you and, and, and not just to be there and just be like okay i'm to be ex excellent, in, in fact, to be excellent whilst you're there, it's, oh, it's so, very possible. The, the Zimbabweans love that area. No, like take up space. Take up space. You know what I'm saying? Like not just fit in. And so I think I've I've seen that, and I think maybe I had a, definitely had a degree of that to be fair. To be fair, like sometimes I'll get into big rooms before, and I'll get like, and I'll feel like, why am I nervous? Well, why am I? <laughs> why am I nervous to be in this I, in these particular rooms? Where there are these, all these people who are, you know what I'm saying? There's um, so much power in our stories and where we're from. For sure. Fully. So I don't know why, I don't know why, we, I don't know why we even do this thing of just sort of like trying to... We need to reframe how we see ourselves. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Need to anchor, so that's why, that, that's why I thought this conversation for me was important. It's to like, look back at how far you've come. You can say, yeah, I've actually been through a lot. And in fact, people really slaved and sacrificed for me to be in the rooms that I'm in. People really like yeah. people like your parents. They sacrifice, and they really. So now I must. Someone must save and sacrifice, work hard to to give me this exposure. Then once I'm exposed, so you're saying I should not be there and be shy and coy yeah. and nah, reserved. Bro. No, yeah. it actually, it actually does a disservice to where you're from and who helps stand, you. Yeah, stand and be counted. You must stand, be counted, and then you take up space once you're there. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, that's the most important thing. So I think that's why like one of these conversations is to like. Your story is just as important as any story from South Africa. It's as important as any story from America or what have you. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. And like, yeah. but you also then have to then reframe how you look at yourself. Um, but to end off, for I like, dude, this has been great. Yes. The question I have for you is like, you've had a, this, of course, illustrious journey. What are you working on right now that we can kind of help you with? If there's anything that's, or what's important for you that you kind of would, you know, like us to shine light on? That we can kind of help you with or kind of support you you know in your journey yeah um i think the best thing for me is and i and it's, it's quite funny because you have sort of you've sort of been a part of it in mm. in the it won't it, like i would say most recently um mm. so during covid and i didn't have you know there was a period of time between worcester and never where actually I, I had a period of time where I didn't have a contract, I didn't have a thing. So I, yeah. I started, I had a realization in life and I was just like, I'm not just a rugby player. Yeah. 
rugby is a big slice of the cake. Yeah. But I'm not just a rugby player. Like, and 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 that's like, and that that that's that's for anyone to take. Like, mm-hmm. you're not just an accountant. Yeah. You are not just a, a bus driver. Mm-hmm. You have a family. You have emotions. Mm-hmm. You have this, this, mm-hmm. and that. Mm-hmm. And with all those things, you have potential in other areas. Mm-hmm. You know, like my motto is greatness only, and greatness yep. only for me is unlocking your full potential mm. in many different ways so that might mm. that might be just being emotionally just being emotionally a sound person or mm. um it might actually be a physical talent or doing mm. something physically with your mm. mind and you know mm. so the best I've, I've sort of went along that journey and i was trying to build my brand per se because like sure. you said i have I feel like I have a lot to give people. I can give people a lot more so that they can expand in their in in their own way. I was just thinking that in a brand sense, but then like yes. just just telling stories. In a life sense. Yeah. yeah. Just telling stories and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I am I'm basically if, if like you, your question was in terms of helping me, I'm just trying to mm-hmm. I'm trying to help you essentially or help Mm. other people mm. unlock the greatness in them greatness only so so they can mm. be great themselves if you know what i mean or mm. find their greatness because a lot of people when you look at a lot of people they're like oh life's so tough life is this, this but you have you have greatness in you 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 might mm. just be looking at it through one lens you you might mm. be great in this area but you haven't sort of tapped into that mm. so mm. if i can yeah if i can round it up and that i just want to help other people that's the idea. That's, yeah, expand on people's stories and, and you know just give just give back. So, so if we can follow you, I guess on your social media platforms, it's like at Fram Bariki. You can find you on Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, yeah, um, Fram Bariki, Fram Bariki three, um, sure. on most things. Mm. Then yeah, just yeah, just look out on my social media. I've got some, I've got some big plans and, cool, and things I want to show. Yeah, things are uh, things I want to show people. So yeah. I've been this too. All right. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. My brother, this has been yeah. terrific. That's been I mean, amazing. longer than I thought, but the, yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of jewelry in there that I was like, no, we yeah. have to keep digging a little bit. Yeah, we keep yeah, digging. No, no, no. You know? It's all good. So it's been terrific and I, you know, That's, appreciate the time. I appreciate it. And that. thank you for almost bearing your soul with us, you know? No, 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 um, for sure. And uh, thanks for shining your light. Long long overdue. Like every, I was like, oh, no, I'll link you, I'll link you. Nah, sure. We got it done. <laughs> we got it done. Understand anyway. Thanks thank you very much. Bless you, Jimmy. Okay, 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 but I've come a long way though, and you've come a long way so Whenever you feel like giving up, I just want you to sing the song that's a negative energy. Get away, get away. Negative energy, get away, get away. Negative energy, get away, get away. Negative energy, get away.
went to South Africa when I was 14.